It's hard to balance life and a full-time job and still enjoy the things in your life you're passionate about. If you're passionate sports, every Monday and Thursday, join me as we talk about the day's biggest sports topics, the previews, game analysis, the infusion of music and sports, and rumors in the sports world. If you love sports and want a new, fresh perspective from a sports podcast, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Keith Johnson, and this is Sports Fans Only. Now let's talk some damn sports. Sports fans only home for the hottest sports show around. These guys are on fire. Toast to a career. It's a perfect combination, boy. Pimp hard. Legends in the South. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. Yes, sir. The perfect combination is back on the air. This is sports fans only. This is KJ, and that's Sean Matt. What's good, boy? What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. Recovering from that All Star weekend. That was fun. That was fun. That was one of the best All Star weekends in the last maybe two decades. Yeah, I loved every second of it, from the the way it started, all the way to the very end of the game. Action packed throughout the whole the whole game. So. Uh, kudos to the NBA for putting together not just the game, the the dunk contest was unbelievable. Yeah. I, you know what I was wondering as I was watching that dunk contest, I was like, how are the guys coming up with all these new dunks? What, the guys just weren't that creative back in the day? I mean, it's I'm, we're seeing stuff I've never seen before. Yeah, they had two dunks that were uh, never done before. The uh, Damn, what's the white kid name? Um, well, he's not white, he's half, half black, half white. You talking about Aaron Gordon? No, 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 no. The actual white kid. Oh, him. And, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I forget his name. I know who you're talking about, though. That was nasty. Yeah, it was. That was the first time I ever seen that. Over, He went over someone's head, caught it, tapped the backboard, then dunked it. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, that was And the, uh, the reverse 360 between the legs with the windmill, that was crazy. I've never seen that neither. Now, what was the one that Aaron Gordon did? What's that called? I don't even know what that's called. The one where he... I, <laughs> I don't know. You mean off the side of the uh, yeah? The he, goal? Like, I don't even. Was know. that a reverse windmill three sixty? I guess that would be a reverse windmill three sixty. It's like he spun the other way. Hey, I don't know. That was great. Well, yeah. you know, um, we would be horrible not to mention this, being that it's the All Star Weekend and the NBA is in full gear. Today is Michael Jordan's birthday. He turned fifty seven today. Clap it up for MJ, baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the great, the, the great. goat, the goat, number twenty-three, best best basketball player of all time. I always give LeBron uh, much uh, much credit and much praise, but don't get it twisted. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. So, yeah, he happy is. birthday yeah, he to is. his airness. Tell um, me this: you think Michael Jordan actually could be better than, uh, let's say, a quarter of the league right now at his age? Right, no. I, I don't think you think he's better than if, anyone in the NBA right you know now at his age. If he didn't have to play defense, yes, but having to play defense, I think would take too much out of him. I I don't know if yeah. he'd be able to deal with them young boys. But if he didn't right, say, say they switched like hockey and he just came in on <laughs> offense, if he did that, score? I think he could still average twenty points a game. I think really? I think he could if he didn't have to play any defense and he just came in on offense. Yeah, I definitely think he could. Because, you know, he's still got the move. He's still Michael Jordan. And I'm pretty sure he plays as competitive as he is. I'm almost positive he still plays basketball on a regular basis. 
he might not play like NBA style, but you know he still shoots the ball around and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, I think he'd be able to. Well, maybe not twenty a game. I'm getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> maybe, you know what? I, I'd say between ten and fourteen is reasonable for somebody not having to play one minute of defense. Yeah, that, you know we should have actually did a segment on this. Now I feel crazy about um, Michael Jordan's return to the Wizards back in the early 2000s. I was just um, looking at some old footage. You know how I am. I'm I'm, I'm a basketball historian. Uh, We were wrong. People grossly underrate Michael Jordan's second time around, well, third time around with the Wizards. He actually was good, man. He actually put in work. One game he dropped 50-something. I forget which game that was. Um, He had a a couple of games where he did. Yeah, he he had a couple battles with Kobe and the Lakers where he dropped 30 had 20-something and 30. But, you know, I'll, I'll give Kobe this. When uh, Jordan got to the Wizards, it almost seemed like Kobe made it his personal mission every time he played against Jordan to try to drop 30 or 40. But they, they yeah, still had some battles. Yeah, Yeah, they, they still had some battles, but Kobe usually got the best of them. And, but, I mean, he was almost yeah. 40 years you know, old. I was looking. That team was actually headed for the playoffs until he hurt himself. They had just won like maybe 12 of their last 14. He was averaging roughly 25, 26 points. Yep. It was like 25 and maybe. So 25, five assists and maybe like seven rebounds. That team was definitely headed for the playoffs. And revision, revisionist history, we always look back and we're like, wow, you know, did we feel the way that we felt at that moment in the in in the past? And, and I hope I'm saying it right, but now that I look back, Michael Jordan was actually putting in work, and he wasn't the Jordan of the Bulls, but we definitely had it wrong. We was expecting way more of him. Now that I look back and see the stats and the games that he played in and the numbers that he put up, MJ was putting in work later in his career. So happy birthday to MJ. Yeah, he was still, I consider him still elite. I was just looking at their roster because you just brought up that team, and I was like, let me go back and look at the players on that team. They had a pretty decent team. They had uh, bad. Juan Dixon, so he was just coming off that national championship, right, from Maryland. From Maryland, right, yeah. Um, Larry Hughes, that's when he was still a good player. Um, mm-hmm. Jared Jeffries out of Indiana. Christian Leitner was on that team. Tyron Lue. I totally forgot Charles Oakley was on that team. Me too. Uh, Byron Russell, he must have came over from Utah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, Stack- Jerry Stackhouse and uh, – that's probably the only. Oh, and they had of course, uh, Haywood, they had Haywood too. Haywood and Kwame. Yep, and Kwame Brown. And do you know Haywood, Kwame, and I think one other person, maybe Dixon? Were, uh they had three to four rookies on that team. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then you still had. I mean, that was a pretty good team. You think about it. That was Jerry Stackhouse. I was around his his prime, right? Mm-hmm. I was about mm-hmm. his seventh, eighth year in the league by that time. So he was in his prime. Christian Leitner was a serviceable serviceable player. So. Definitely a pretty good team, man. Not bad, right? Definitely. But we look I don't know, I guess in the moment we were expecting him to come and win championships, but when you look back at it, he actually was putting in work with the uh team that he was given. Yeah, he was putting in big time work. Wish he could have played a little longer. But um Yeah, hey, I wish we wouldn't have got the retirement in between the uh first three championships. He could have easily have won now I'm not gonna sit here and say they would have definitely beat Houston. I they would have beat him once. Yeah, I would maybe, say once. Maybe once, but I, I definitely don't think they would have won both those times because just like they had Jordan, uh, Houston had Elijah. I don't see nobody on the Bulls being able to stop. Yeah. I would say Jordan would have beat the first Rockets team. 
That's the one with uh, Mad Max and all them. Mad Max and uh, Kenny Smith. Kenny, Kenny Smith. was still there for the second ride, but they had replaced Mad Max with uh, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, Clyde Drexler wasn't there yet. So now, yeah, that you're right. team, I think he would have lost, maybe lost to. But you know, it's MJ. He probably maybe would have won. You, yeah, he you, might, I wouldn't yeah. have bet against him, right? I wouldn't. Yeah, have bet against nah, him. I wouldn't have bet against him. But I almost feel like Jordan and Elijah would have canceled each other out. Yeah, uh, points wise, they anyway. Took the Knicks to Game Seven, right? Was it Game Seven? Yeah, it was Game. Mm, so no, yeah, was it? Yeah, because someone I think they fell behind three two, and then Starks missed a shot in the second Game Six, right? Yeah. Game Six in Houston. I think that might have went seven. What I'm saying is if um, Houston could take the Knicks seven, Jordan would destroy the Knicks all the time. Yeah. So I'm trying to like weigh it out that way. I think MJ probably win that series in six games. Yeah, well, that was the first one though, right? That yeah. Was, that, was the, that was that first team, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Getting Clyde Drexler, I mean, he's one of the 50 best players of all time. So I think that definitely made that second Rockets team a whole lot better than that first one. But um, that first one had Mario Ellie, Sam Cassell. Right. Yeah. That was that yeah. team. I, yeah, I think they were still on the team for the second run. I think the the main switch was uh Mad Max was out, Maxwell was out, and they pretty much just replaced him with Clyde Drexler. And Robert Ory was still there. For, oh yeah, he was there yeah. for the second yeah, one that's too. Where he got his first two rings from. What about remember Otis? Was it Otis Thorpe? Oh, Otis Thorpe. I think maybe he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. Some of their role players were definitely gone. Yeah, oh. but you still had your Sam Cassells, your Mario Ellies, and your Kenny Smiths, your yeah. guards that um you know pretty good shooters. I did not know Kenny Smith was so good before he even got to Houston. Kenny Smith? Yeah, yeah, he was... Um, Sacramento, right? Yeah, that's why. He was in hellhole. Yeah. He didn't watch... Let me see. Yeah, Sacramento didn't pretty much get on the map until Weber as far as national, uh, nationally televised games. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to... So we're gonna, we're gonna, work. Yeah, we're going to have a good discussion about Chris Weber. I have, I have uh, yeah. some stuff to bring to the table when we get to the whole Chris Bosh uh, topic. But yeah, let's um let's cut this intro short real quick and let's get into some music, a little commercial break, and uh we'll be back. This is Sports Fans Only. This is KJ and Sean Matt, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. And we 
and check low Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow Yeah, I got you, why? You need to come and shot and check low Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow Yeah, keeps you, why? You need to come and shot and check low Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow Yeah, I got you, why? You need to come and shot and check low Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow Yo, job, it's raining allergy I'm floating through the Highland Tunnel swerving I'm digging on the Sheba, pulling Sheba, she be splurging We lurking with the cone cause we be murking from the boogie And shitting on them crabs cause they job fake yeah, three shots of life for all night, you dig it Kept it hot, I can yacht it to big quiver Get hit for spilling coffee inside my order more Eldo, crackin' satin, no never What's happening? Pull a convincer Cash fade out of comic Brooks catching the flurry Keep your eye on the low or Mr. Heavenly Has coming with hammers and dramas With the Buddhas and Rugas And Sarkoosas and Rovers Diamond crooks taking it over With razors and cutters With the sugar and butters Pimpin' Caesars and levers We live for coolie hot treasures and Check the Queen Bee, Lady Digging grace, check the place, three o'clock, shot, no we ain't Fret and cut, bring it in the paint, no such thing Blast the dynamite, sing my super fly to the Cleopatra in the casino with gold sugar Dig my Harlequin and drench you in my dino gun From Beverly to Beverly, in the Montevo, sliding the devil With bottles of Vosti, Spumante to tranquilize my heaven Count seven, we getting splits and shooting sugar to the show These Lutini despair, let me see your Istus in the air, we're like yeah. Come and shot and check low. Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, I got you. Why? You need to come and shot and check low. Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, keeps you. Why? You need to come and shot and check low. Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, I got you. Why? You need to come and shot and check low. Relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. No keeps the party live. The AD proof is leaking. Got me speeching Jersey Drive. We screaming cause we villains and our caliber is bringing. I'm laying in the purple rain until I see some action. We move in motion that's continuous and that's the bubbly pouring through me in clear patches Casino sweet back and coolie hijacking Jitterbugs a little session Dolomites out of sight anti-hottest cats in the city On the money taking the trash State under saucy vine Billy Holiday and the Foxy Browns With my Harlequins a penny Heat repellent reflecting crystals is Hollywood Don't call it stars cause we licking Cuban cigars And sipping mo Playing the jigger counting the figures on the low and low Blessing the dimes keeping my campers on the higher flow Living the crimes hitting them slide for the sheep Yo, prince of the city, pouring right on the JJ's and saute Cap Calloway and the last of the finest shots Cyrus crisis is coming lower with diggers less than zero That sex to low, dice to low I tell you what, when a night vision decision Underneath the silver moon, boys from company C A day, shake it loud Chief beef for stone and Robert Chevro, beef for midnight The safety's off the toaster and my shadows by the moonlight Cause natives on the levels and the low is on the EQ My stamina is sugar and it's love, love forever, y'all Yeah, you need to come and Shot and check low, relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, I get you. Why? You need to come and shot and check low, relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, keeps you. Why? You need to come and shot and check low, relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, I get you. Why? You need to come and shot and check low, relax yourself and let the sugar low flow. Yeah, keeps you. Why? Can't blow up, can't blow up, can't blow up, can't blow up, can't blow up.
Stop! Once you take that bite, you can't go back to breakfast like this. What's that smell? Coach has eggs again. It's time to change your life for breakfast. Freshly prepared McChicken biscuits, now at McDonald's nationwide. Wake up breakfast. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. Welcome back. This is Sports Fans Only with your host KJ and Sean Mack. It was NBA All-Star Weekend, man, and I really enjoyed the game. Um, what was the final score? 157-155. to 155. Uh, Team LeBron beat Team Giannis. Uh, Kawhi Leonard took home the MVP last night, and he pretty much won that MVP pretty much in the first quarter where he just came out just totally launching three-point shots. Um, so what are your thoughts, Sean? On what Kawhi, and I'm going to tell you what I think about Kawhi Leonard in a second, but um, what do you think about his first quarter performance? My first thought is whenever Kawhi's around LeBron, he's trying to murder him. He's trying to show him up, right? That's exactly trying what to I show him up. That's exactly what I was about to say. Wait, first, could you read back that score again? It was 157 to 155. I had 157 to 138. No, they, they, uh, yeah. Remember, I don't know if you remember, I think you were uh, looking up some stats because when I hit the eye contact last show, it seemed like you were doing something. But um, I called that game. I had LeBron them winning 157 to 138. Oh, so you're talking about um, when you predicted the score. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You did say that. Yeah. That's so, crazy they got 157. Yeah, to even guess that. How would I know that would be the the, re, the uh, mark point? Because, you know, at the beginning of the uh, fourth quarter, they tally up everything, and then you have to do 24 points. And the mark number was 157. I call that. Yeah, and um, what's crazy Got is... Got it right there. Yeah, you did. 157, 138. It was actually <laughs> a little flip-flopped. Once, if you go back to the beginning of the fourth quarter, Giannis's team was up by 11 points. And I thought they were the team that was going to take off and run with it. Oh, yeah, because they came out strong. LeBron's team came out strong. I'm like, wow, this is going to be over with fast. Yep. And then Giannis' team came out second quarter, busting butt. Third quarter, busting butt. And then... It got so physical. I, I I haven't seen a All Star game that physical since maybe eighty seven, eighty eight. One of Bird last year's when Bird and them wore the white jerseys and they were going against Jordan, who had the blue jerseys. They were going crazy. I mean, it was tough. Barkley was playing tough. Ewing was playing tough. All the greats were playing tough in that game. That reminded me of that. Yeah, all it takes is the alpha male, and in this case, it was Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the Greek freak. I think his competitive edge is so great right now. It almost rivals, I'm not going to say it rivals Kobe's, only because we don't get a chance to see uh, the Greek freak. I almost wish he was in like New York or L.A. or something like that. You would get to see more of him, even though mm-hmm. a lot of his games are on primetime. Being in a small market, just like with Kevin Durant, being in OKC, you saw him, but you don't see him as much as you see him now, you know, since he went to Golden State and now that he's in uh, Brooklyn. So, um, mm-hmm. But I think his competitive edge, it drove everybody. I think it yeah. would have been a regular game if it wasn't that second quarter. He came out and like, oh, hell nah. I'm putting the team on my back, right? Yeah, he was yeah. like, y'all not. And remember I said that too. I was like, he's going to give a great effort. And that was the only chance they had to um, win that game. But he almost did it too, man. Yeah, but, him and LeBron was going at each other hard. And I, I respect LeBron that fourth quarter. He came out balling. He came out, yeah. you know, he was like, damn that. He wanted the game. You know, you, you kind of see the momentum shift a little bit. And um, 
Yeah, LeBron came out balling that fourth quarter. Yeah, he was balling hard. Quick question. Do you think that energy can be sustained for the rest of the All-Star games, or they was just playing really that tough and had the spirit of Colby in them? I everybody think, had the Mamba mentality, it I seemed think like. I think it's a combination of the, everybody buying into the night, the emotions and everything, and I'm going to do this for Kobe. I think that was definitely part of it, and I actually didn't think of that until you just said that. I think that played a huge part in it because, you know, they had the whole, in the beginning, they honored Kobe and stuff like that. So I think the emotions were there. Everybody was definitely probably felt like Kobe was looking down on them. And so, you know what? That's a good perspective. I didn't think about that. But I also think it had a lot to do with the Greek freak and the fact that they lost last year. And I think it it bothered him so much. He wanted to win this year that everybody else kind of fed off of that. And it was just like dominoes. It was a chain reaction. That's why at the end of that game, it was just a crazy game. Felt like a regular NBA game almost. It did. And, you know, I noticed one thing towards the end of the fourth quarter, being that it was no time, but you had like it felt like park ball. They had five points to score. And uh, it seems like nobody from the uh, Giannis team actually wanted that shot but Giannis. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right Kimber about that. Walker was throwing that ball away. I'm like, shoot the <laughs> ball, man. I'm like, y'all showing who y'all really are, like right now. Like, shoot that damn ball. What would Kobe do? Kobe would get that ball and go to clutch, you know, clutch yeah. time, yeah, well, number time. And that's um, because Kimba's he he's used to taking big shots. So I was surprised. Out of all those players and those teams, I I probably feel the most comfortable with Kimba taking the the, the last shot. But he, you're right. He definitely didn't want it. And uh, the Greek. What freak, happened to Westbrook too? Oh, he he played bad. What was he? Two for ten. He was two for ten for the night and zero for four from three point range. He has six points. I he, think he's showing his age. I think so too. I don't think he has. He's not as fast as he used to be. Although yeah. he's still fast, I don't think he's the same athlete he was. What three years ago when he was winning those MVPs? Yeah, it's he, amazing to me that you can take a player like him. There have been players like that throughout history, where if you give them one attribute to their game, they would be unstoppable and possibly be the best player of all time. And if he had a jump shot, Russell West Russell Westbrook could be the best player ever in the NBA if he just had a jump shot. Think that, about it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Shaq when when everybody said, well, if he would have just worked on his free throws religiously, he could have been the all-time leading scorer. I think they said if he would have just shot like low 70%, if you tally all those points up, he would have had more points than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar by the time he retired. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like his he knew he was so dominant in other phases it almost feels like he was like, what do I need to sit here and practice free throws for when I can score other ways? And he always felt that he hit them when they're counted. So the first quarter, it didn't really matter. Third yeah. quarter, and in his mind, when it's clutch time, I'm trying to think, can I recall them actually losing the game because of Shaq's um, lack of free throw shooting? Um, um definitely no playoff series, right? It might be a game here and there throughout the regular season, but definitely not in the playoff game. No. And if it did, it would have came, it would have come maybe out of Lando in his earlier years. Yeah, and you also gotta think most of the time they were up in the fourth quarter in most of their playoff games. I mean, if you look back, for the most part, I'm pretty sure they were up pretty good. Because a lot of those well, playoff Sacramento runs, used to put them to the wall. The balls were to the wall, and he had to hit a lot of those against Devot sometimes. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel what you're saying. Certain, 100%. certain series, they they you know they had tough series, but for the most part, I'd probably say sixty to seventy percent of all their playoff series were blowouts. You know, where they would either sweep the team or the other team would win one game. So I think that saved him a lot from having to 
uh, hit shots in the clutch. Yeah, and, those, and he had Kobe. And he had Kobe. You know, Kobe was probably had the ball in his hand more so than Shaq did. You know what I mean? In the fourth quarter. In the most important parts of the game. Late in the yeah. game. Like, if he was going to yeah. get it to Shaq, it was going to be an alley-oop or it was going to be like a quick. He wasn't just going to get the ball and back somebody down with like three no. minutes to go. You know what I no, mean? No, 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 no. Uh, Kobe was the spur killer. Yeah, he for was. For those two years. And then he was a uh, Sacramento killer. Yeah. Like, especially when uh, Shaq fouled out that time. But moving on, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, Let's check out the box the box score real quick. So LeBron James had 23 points. He was 9 from 20 from the field. Kawhi Leonard, of course, he was the MVP. He had 30 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Oh, by the way, LeBron has 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, Anthony Davis, who pretty much sealed the game with uh, all those free throws at the end of the game, right? Yeah, I have to talk about that, too. Can yeah. I speak on yeah, that? Um, that can't happen again, and it won't happen again. <laughs> you cannot end the game at a free at the free throw line. They've already been talking about it. Immediately when I saw that it was going to happen, uh-huh. he had a chance to actually win this game at the free throw line. I was like, you have to go to park rules. You got to go park rules. If somebody get fouled, you got to go to the side and take the ball out. The game cannot end on a free throw. And I guarantee you, they're talking about it already. They didn't think about that. Yeah, so, yeah that's yeah. true. Especially in the All-Star game. You can't. Yeah, you can't end on a free throw, right? No, that's, I mean, so what was there? I don't remember the time. What was it? The time expired? They're like, or did no, they get it, a chance to throw the ball up? They didn't up? have time. There was no time left. No, it was no time in general in the fourth quarter. No, no, no. I mean, when he hit those free throws, how much time was left on the clock? I don't remember. It was no time on the clock. Oh, there That's wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They didn't have a clock in the fourth quarter. It was, uh, they tallied the scores from the first quarter and third quarter, right? Uh-huh. And then they put 24 points as a mark. So the mark was 157. So whoever hit 157 first won the game. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because uh, I didn't, I just turned it on. I didn't watch it straight through. When I turned back, turned it back to the game, I just mm-hmm. saw it was in the last quarter, and I saw him at the free throw line. So I didn't know what was going on. So I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying. Um, let's see what else. Who had uh, Simmons off the bench had 17 points, and Chris Paul he had a great game. You know what? I have a lot of respect for Chris Paul because what he's doing at OKC right now, and the mm-hmm. way he was balling in the All Star game, I-, I thought he lost it. I thought he was out of his prime, or he was no longer an elite point guard. But, boy, I would have loved to see him in uh, with the Lakers. Weren't they trying to get him at one point? Yeah, Kobe. No, no, even after that. Like, weren't the Clippers or – oh, no, no, the Clippers got rid of him. No, you're right. Yeah. That was back during the Kobe days. You're right. Yeah, that you're was right. David Stern blocked that trade, which which took another championship away from my boy yeah. because you couldn't tell me him, Gasol, Gasol, Paul Gasol, Kobe Bryant, Bynum, and – who were we just talking about? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I mean, uh, yeah, Chris that would have been a crazy and, championship. Uh, that would have been a crazy team. Lamar Odom, Meta World Peace. Yeah. They could at least they would have beat Boston. So that would have been one more for Kobe. He would have been sitting at six, and they possibly would have got one more if he would have stayed his whole contract. I think that contract was going to be five years. The trade was actually made, and everyone was celebrating. And they choose to stop the trade, David Stern, and said, no, I think the reason being was his exact quote was in the best interest of the NBA. Yeah, well, I guess he was trying to block a super team, which that would have been, even though they did it the right, they did it through trades. So that super team would have been made just like how that Boston Celtics super team was made. But I guess they were like, you know what, we're just coming off this Boston thing. 
we don't need another one of these uh, and where the little markets have absolutely no chance of winning. So I think that's why they did it. I don't think it was right, but no, no, it'll never happen again, right? No, so no. why why let it happen then? But I guess David Stern was looking for the future. I guess he just didn't see the future would be those type of teams, those type of dominant super teams. Yeah. So he was wrong on that one. He was a great commissioner, but that he was definitely wrong on that call. That was probably like one of his last big moves as commissioner. I think he retired like not too long after that, right? Yeah, yeah, not too long after. I think uh, David Stern retired. Let me see. Hmm. Was Silver the commissioner when the whole Don, uh, the Sterling thing with the Clippers was? Yeah, Sil- be- yeah, because that was actually that was his first year. That was his first big move to let people know that he's in town. And and that was probably about five six years ago now, right? Five, yeah, uh, something, yeah, something like that. So yeah, that was a okay. So David Stern's been retired for about six seven years now. Yeah, rest in peace because he's passed away too. That's right. You know how did how in the world did I forget that? You're right about that. He yeah, did pass. He away. passed away in uh, January. That's right. Recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, David Stern. When I used to think when I was coming up, you know, he was a commissioner during the Jordan days. His face was synonymous with the NBA. It was like Jordan uh, and then Stern and then you had the NBA logo. There were certain things that just reminded you of the NBA, and I think David Stern's face was one of them. He's actually the guy that brought back the NBA to prominence. Well, actually, not back to prominence because I don't think the NBA was ever a prominent league until he he came. Yo, when I um, was a youngin' and I would be watching these games like three, four, five years old with my uh, brother, my uncles, and my dad, these games were on tape delay. We would watch them on CBS at like 9 o'clock at night. Yep. They were on a tape delay because they didn't trust the players in the NBA to actually act professional enough. Yep, I remember that. I remember that. So a game would come on maybe during the daytime, but it, depending on where you lived at, you might not see it until late at night. So it was something that you had to sit up late at night, and that's probably why I didn't get to watch many because my parents wasn't letting me stay up. Because those games would be over like 12 o'clock at night. By the time you actually saw it. And if you had to be careful, too, because you couldn't watch the news. Otherwise, if you watch the news, sometimes the games would come on after, like, the yeah. 9 o'clock news or something like that. So you would have to stay away from the news or else they might tell you the score. Yeah, I remember. Now you made me think of something. They would actually do, like, a spoiler alert. They would be like, if you haven't watched the game yet. Yep. You know? I remember seeing those, <laughs> but I never. my parents yeah. didn't let me stay up late enough to, uh, especially back then. What was I? Man, you must have been, if I was like seven or eight, you must have been real young. Yeah, I started watching like three, four, and five with my dad, and, and my mom's was into it, so it was no big deal. Oh, your mom was, was like, into hey. it. Yeah, yeah, we were into it. That's when Magic and Bird that came out, you know, so Dr. J was on his last leg. So my dad still had a lot of uh, youth left in him as far as the players that he watched when he was uh, in his mid-20s. Yeah. So you're looking at my dad roughly being like 33, 34, so he still was kind of into sports, but... That all that all was taken down when Michael Jordan came, like in 1986, and then it just became. Yeah, I started I mean? watching like when Jordan, when the whole Jordan craze became so huge that you couldn't help but start paying attention. So pretty much during the whole Detroit Pistons, when they came to prominence, that's when I started started watching the NBA because it was this whole underdog. It's hard to believe that Jordan had the underdog title at one point, but he did, especially when yeah, he was he, going up he, against the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, and even Bird, his first um Yeah, Bird too. I would Bird. say his first his first monster he had to slay would have been uh Bird Nim. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Bird used to be giving that boy the business, and he would put up more points than Bird. But they would like lose. he have like forty five, but yeah. Bird would still have like thirty five, seven, and ten. So yeah. he was still putting in work, and he would win the series. Yeah, he would win the series. Of course, they had a better team. The teams weren't even close as far as talent. They weren't. They were no. so. It was so far. So you knew Boston was going to win, but you also knew that Jordan was going to come in, and uh, he actually scored his playoff career high against uh, Larry Bird when he mm-hmm. dropped that sixty one points on him. Lost the game too. He lost the game, but that's that iconic uh, yeah. video clip when he's going between his legs, making Bird yeah. look crazy. I think Bird had forty something that game too. Yeah, he did. He did. But I, he's, I, I he's overrated. He's underrated. He's the biggest underrated. Well, history is making him become underrated. People that actually that were alive to watch Larry Bird play, they'll definitely let you know. To me, he's still up there. That's oh. why sometimes I tell you on any given day, I might take Bird over LeBron, but it all depends on the mood I'm in and what I think that uh, the game situation is uh, putting forth, you know? Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of compare the two, in my opinion, because I don't think Larry Bird would be able to do what he did back then now only because of the defensive side. He he, Sir, he wasn't bad. No, I'm not don't, saying don't, he wasn't bad, but if let you can't it, hand let check it, and all that, he'd be even worse. But he didn't need it. Bird can – he was a chameleon. Whatever you need to be done, he can do it. If it's getting 12 rebounds, if it's checking one of the toughest people on the post, because one thing that Bird have that really nobody in this NBA have is that heart and that will. That's, that's true. That's one thing he's gonna go. He's gonna go get it, Kay. Like no matter what, he's gonna go get it. I, f- I feel he, you. He probably would average like thirty-eight points in today's game. No, I'm not talking about the offensive side. I, I know he would hold his own on that side. I'm just saying the combination of being demoralized on the defensive side. I just feel like it would affect his offensive. game. I just don't Depends think he would who, be the player. I, I just don't know if he would be the player he is. Like, would he get the chance to be Larry Bird? Like, say he's coming out of college right now. Would he get the would a coach give him the chance to be the yeah. Larry Bird we know? Yeah, because they're looking for one. You think well, so? the reason they're looking for one is because of Bird. They well, want yeah. the next well, Bird, right? Yeah, yeah. But if if given the chance, yeah, hell yeah, uh, they, they're dying. Remember Adam Morrison? Remember well, yeah. uh, you got a few other people, but that's see, because that's, of Bird. That's right? a that's a good example though. I think Adam Morrison offensively he could have made it longer than he made it, but defensively he was just so horrible. He was a liability. Yeah. I'm Yo, not saying I, Bird was I gotta that bad. I got to go with now. how can I say? I got to go with what Magic said. That boy was bad. And he could play in any era. Yeah, I mean and that's from Magic. No, I I, I get it. So, I, I get cause it because Ma- Magic one of the greatest of all times, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. No it, matter what era you playing in, Magic can play, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he it's a different position too, though. He's and, always going to have the the advantage as the point guard. And Bird was giving Magic the business. Yeah, nah, he was. He was. I think I think being able to hand check helps people who can't play defense that good. Yeah, 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 it does. But Bird was way more than the hand check. No, no. He was, uh, he was, let me see. He was 6'10", 6'9 and a half, almost 6'10". I remember, 6'10, I remember Dominic could, Wilkins giving him the business a bunch of times. They, but they would go back and forth. You're no, looking at Hall of Famers. No, no, you're you right. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. I just but know. He had, he, had, he had the timely stuff. He was kind of like. It's weird comparing him, but he had the AI in him, Allen Iverson. Like, Allen Iverson couldn't play the greatest one-on-one defense. Yeah. But if you need that still. If oh, you need definitely. That, definitely. You know, Bird, he knew how to play within his uh, skill set. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's true. So he, he might not be the best defender in this day and time, but you guarantee you he going to steal that damn ball and he going to hit that shot when you need it. Or he going to check for maybe two plays up the court. He'll check your best player 
for crunch time. No, I, you know? I believe that, and I'm not trying to disrespect the legendary Larry Bird, but I'll say this also: it's uh, it's flip, you flip it for um Steph Curry. As great as he is now, he wouldn't be this great back in 1988. He'd no, still be able to of, shoot because of the rules. Because, because of, of the, the rules. rules. But so he, he would still get off because they've never probably seen someone with the handle that he has. He yeah. would get so many people in foul trouble. Think about it. He'd be breaking ankles left and right. He, yeah, he would. But would they let him do all that? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was just different well, back I, then. I guess that goes on the rules and who's refereeing the game, right? Because yeah. if he's if if they if they're gonna call and not let them do the old school elbow to the face to where Steph Curry wouldn't even want to come in the lane because Rick Mahorn, yeah. a Rotman, a Sally's gonna hit him with an elbow to his throat. Yeah, well that's what I mean. And then and all that you know? and shooting and making people look stupid, people gonna get up under him like back in the day. He'll break his they'll ankle. They'll get mad. They'll try literally break his ankle. No, not I know. like a not like a crossover. No. They'll try to break his they'll ankle. Get up under him and all right, you're gonna make me look stupid out here. We're gonna get up under yeah. your feet and you're gonna roll your ankles. Yeah. So I guess it would have to be brought to everyone's attention that they're doing it, and that would be the point where everybody say, "Okay, you can't do that anymore." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Only he, because he, he's an elite player, and they would they would have probably tried to uh, cater to him, protect him because he's bringing all the money. You know, he's like, "Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do that for Jordan earlier." That just makes me think, uh, would they have done that to Curry though? Because if they they let Jordan get beat up for a few years before they said, "Okay, this is enough now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. They <laughs> they were beating the shit out of him. <laughs> Uh, they yeah they they hated him. Um, that bad showed, boys. Yeah, that shows you how much. Now, once they started pa- playing players, once they started paying players a lot of money, that's when the rules started coming. Because they're like, we're not going to pay you all this guaranteed money, and then y'all might get hurt. It feels like that's when the shift in defense. Yeah. They try to blame. And then look, on, you got no. Go ahead. No, you no, had no, Nike. Ahead. You had Gatorade. That's Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got the NBA. Uh, Gatorade was the sponsor of the NBA. So how could you have Jordan playing that hard and not get his calls? Because the other companies are like, we have to get a return on our investment. Exactly. So, so that's that led to the Jordan rules not really being tapered off. It's just kind of like they got older. Jordan got stronger. Yeah. And referees, he started, honestly, look at Jordan. Jordan cried and whined like how Kobe used to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Corey used to hate that about Kobe. Probably the one thing, be like, man, get the hell back down the court. Yeah. You know how he, be, you know how he used to clap his hands like that towards the referee, yep. like barking at him? Yeah. He even get that clap and that bark from Jordan. Yeah. Jordan used to be doing it all the time, <laughs> yeah. all the time. And eventually they started saying, okay, we'll give you. A break at least you I'm know sure. we'll give you the call yeah i'm sure there was a closed door meeting too david stern called all the refs and said hey man y'all got us had to start calling flagrants uh well, actually there was no such thing as a flagrant until the 90s right mm. it was just common fouls right there was no because i seen oh. dudes get clothesline and it was just a regular shooting foul yeah either you were called for a foul or it was so horrendous they kicked you out the game yeah Exactly. There was no shooting uh, free, you know, how they shoot the free throw with nobody around you and all that. Well, you could get a technical. A technical, but I mean for flagrant fouls. No, no. That came up like maybe 10 years ago where you get the ball back. Yeah, you get all that. All that that nonsense. You you mess around and get a six point. I've seen it. You get like a seven point play. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The person hit the shot. They get the flagrant. They get two shots. Plus the ball back, that's four points. And I've seen someone hit the three-pointer with the yep. next possession, yep. which led to a seven-point play, which is ridiculous. You might can, as well put a, I don't know, a seven-point 
line out there. Exactly. That can just change the whole complexity of the game. But that's that's another story. But, yeah, we uh, went off. We went off on a whole nother subject. But it was a great All Star game. <laughs> yeah, it was. I hope it. everyone got to see it. But uh, I hope they enjoy taking a trip down history lane with. K- KJ and Sean Mack because that's what we just did. Exactly. So um, we're going to get into some more music and uh, we'll be back and we'll be talking more about the All-Star game uh, when we come back. So this is Sports Fans Only. This is KJ and Sean Mack. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Just like music. To relax my mind so I can be free And absorb the sound that keep me round Doing my thing constantly with no worries Peace to keep merry Just like music To keep me flowing, to keep me going To keep me growing, to keep me to eat from knowing What happens out there is not my concern You wanna die, it's not my turn To do something to me like jumping a Mercedes On the highway, doing over 80 without music, baby Make me call my homie on the phone Like there's something new out that got me in the zone Just that feeling got me I wish music can adopt me Just like Woman got me in the air singing sweet nothings. Make love come out the mouth, no fronting, like all of a sudden. Just like music. Taking away your worries and cares. Any problems, music will be right there. Together, match, yo, we a perfect pair. Is that true, Marvin? Yeah, music. Yo, to get you the bang this body soul snatcher, universal language. It be the light, so open up. This is it. What the f? Just like music. One fly tune to have black and white vibe in one room. No confrontation, poly all night. It's just a sensation. Just wow. like music.
I'm offensive assistant coach for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not just here to be the token female, I'm here to help us win. The Surface Pro helps me get what's in my head and get it out onto the field. Let's go, let's run it again, run it again. Live, live from the sports fans only studio, it's Sean Mack with the primetime recap. Sean Mack back with the recap doing NCAA men's basketball number fourth ranked San Diego State defeated Boise State 72-55 Malice Flynn had 22 points 6 assists and 6 rebounds all 5 starters in double digits for the Aztecs number 15 Villanova beat down the Temple Owls 76-56 led by Colin Gillespie's 29 points and 5 assists Jermaine Samuels chipped in with 13 points and 7 rebounds for the Wildcats number 21 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes beat Minnesota in a tight one 58-55 24 points 8 rebounds in 22 minutes for Luke Garza leading the Hawkeyes to a three-point victory. Final game, number 17, Oregon Ducks had an easy night, taking out Utah 80-62, 25 points in 37 minutes for Peyton Pritchard, 18 points, six rebounds, and six assists for Will Richardson of Oregon. All right, Sean Mack back with the recap of the NCAA men's basketball scores, and this is Sports Fans Only.
You're about to bear witness to one of the most spectacular events in professional basketball, the slam dunk contest. The most talented, colorful players in basketball. The elevation from Pat. What a jam! That's how you do it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. That's what I'm talking about. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. In my estimation, I think other leagues need to look at this. One of the things we know about the NBA is they are proactive. If they see something wrong with their league, they take everything in their power and try to fix that. Uh, The strategy was compelling to me. Think about the first quarter. Team LeBron wins. What happened? Giannis came out like a house of fire in quarter two. So throughout the course of the game, it elevated in terms of its competitiveness. Third quarter played evenly. Fourth quarter, LeBron James's team is down nine, and they are playing like it's game one of the NBA Finals. Very few fast break points. Very few dunks. The individual defense played by Giannis Antetokounmpo on the corner of LeBron James where he closes space and blocks a shot. Yep. And the assassin, Kawhi Leonard, coming out in the first quarter. He drills seven threes, eight overall in the game. I mean, you talk about the ability, and then maybe the most important thing I think they pulled off on the entire weekend. It's Saturday night was as good as, as Sunday. The most important thing, how do you manage honoring the great David Stern, Kobe and, Gian, uh, Kobe, uh, Kobe and Gianna, mm-hmm. and still make it feel like it should to the fans? The touch mm-hmm. that the NBA showed was nothing short of remarkable. No question. Two guys that really jump out on me are the captains, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, because if you don't go out there and play with the effort and the fervor and push it the way that they pushed it, there's an entirely different complexion that we walk away with. Certainly, your other guys were doing it as well, but they followed their lead. Yeah. These guys were going at it with each other. They were going at it in terms of effort and intensity, particularly defensive tenacity. And for LeBron James to be down nine and to come out there in the fourth quarter and to go after it the way that he did and Giannis to guard him and to go at him the way that he did, it just set the whole tempo for the fourth quarter. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And and I was saying that earlier that the intensity that Giannis came out with, well, actually it starts off with Kawhi Leonard in the first quarter. I don't know if you really call that intensity or he was just hot and he was just draining shot after shot. And wet face. Wet face. And Greek Greek Freak pretty much came out and said, uh-uh, now nah, you're not going to embarrass us, not on All-Star Weekend. So, And then once he did that, I think the competition just rose to another level. I would love to hear like the little sound bites and stuff of them talking, talking trash out there on the court. Yeah, I, I would love to hear that. Um, yeah, that was hot. That was hot. I have to say they uh, they started off a little loosey goosey though. At first, I'm like, wow, this is a typical All Star game. Yeah, you know, the Bryant team was running away. They were um, giving fast dun- uh, fast breaks away. They were giving layups away. They were giving dunks away, which was totally different. Fast forward to the fourth quarter, 
Um, who was it? Giannis went up and someone fouled him hard. I forget it was a guard. He looked at him and shrugged his like lips, like mm, okay, like mm, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hard fouls, yeah. no problem. He went to the line, needless to say, and knocked down both. But it was great intensity, and I'm I'm happy for the NBA. Did you hear uh, who was it? I think it was J.J. Watt sent out a tweet at the NBA saying, could you please fix our Pro Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, see, I yeah. think I think that um, for the NBA, it's hard to do it for the NFL, man, and the MLB because, first of all, MLB is just no matter what you do to it, most people, unless you're into baseball, they're going to look at it and be like, this is boring. I don't care what yeah. you do to baseball. The, the NBA, there's so many little things you can tinker with and – you know, and I know a lot of women, when my mother still lived up here in Connecticut, um, during All-Star Weekend, her and my dad would watch it together. And I know you said your mother, um, they watched basketball, right? Mm-hmm. We grew up watching it, yeah. So I think basketball is more of a thing that women and men can watch equally and enjoy the entire weekend. Whereas, like, the NFL, they have the little skills that, challenge. That, Who watches That's a that? dangerous sport. You, you can't really, you can't halfway play football. No, you can't. You can't. They're better off doing like the what are they doing? Um, high school like the seven on seven challenge where there's yeah. no tackling, but you know the route the receivers still run their routes and stuff. I mean, I don't know how many how much people are gonna watch that, but you yeah. have to tinker it some way. And I agree with you. It ain't much you can do with baseball unless you start getting like two pitchers, build two mounds, put yeah. two pitchers. One guy, two batters. Like, you have to come up with something, something hell of a creative, you know? Yeah, something crazy. And then, and then it wouldn't resemble what the game of baseball is. Because when you try to do an all-star game, you want it to resemble what your product is on the field during the season. So yeah. it, it's it's going to be hard for baseball to fix that problem. Now, the one thing baseball does have, right, is the home run derby. That scene, yeah. everybody watches that. And the way they have it now with the time limit and all that was it five minutes. You get five minutes to hit as many home runs as possible. Stuff like that is cool, but the actual game itself, nobody really wants to watch that. So I just oh. think uh, the NBA has a perfect storm because the uh, NBA is basically their their image is it has to do with the players, you know, directly. There's yeah. no. You know what yeah, I mean? you're the, right. The you're f- right. Unlike other leagues, yeah, their face is their players. Yeah, even and even though baseball, they don't have equipment on. You can see their face. Their product doesn't necessarily focus on the player. It's more about yeah. the team and the organization. Whereas basketball, you have a little bit a little bit of that in basketball, but it's more about LeBrons and the Durants and the and the Kobe's and the. Um, who else? Uh, the Hardens, you know, the beard. Mm-hmm. You know, they focus more on James Harden's beard sometimes than they more do than, than yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, we we talked we spoke on this before. We was talking about Mike Trout. You take Mike Trout, walk down the street, no one knows who he is. Nobody. He just looks like a stocky, uh, regular American white kid. You know and, what I mean? And, and this might be the top three best baseball player of all times when it's all said and done as far as his productivity on the field. Exactly. And I think most baseball players don't want to take that responsibility of of being the face of something bigger than them. Because think about it. What's the last baseball player that was that guy? Jeter. Jeter, right? And before And before Jeter – Maybe a rod before the whole steroid stuff came, but uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go the late and Ken Griffey, yeah, yeah, I think Ken, yeah, Griffey. Ken Griffey was there. Yeah, a yeah. rod at the Mariners. Once Griffey went down a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah I would say a rod, a rod. But you know, basketball, you could probably name 
you know, you got your Kyrie Irvings, you got your Chris Pauls, they're all in commercials. You yeah. got your I mean, it's just you can go on and on. Each, with, each team has at least two faces that are out there in the forefront representing it, the players, not necessarily the NBA, but NBA players. It, exactly. Unless you know, of course you got the horrible teams like the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Yeah. We don't have anybody. It's not because they don't want somebody. They just don't have the talent. But they don't have anyone. But right. moving moving forward, where where, where we at? We're gonna do the uh, uh, All Star. Oh, the dunk contest. Dunk contest. We How could we forget about that? We didn't mention that. And um, I was telling he was robbed. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, he was robbed. Like he said, he should have had two trophies for that dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, that should have been. But come to find out, I don't know if it's a lie, and they're trying to cover their butts. But uh, the judges that were up there, you had. Um, Black Panther guy, I always forgets his name. You had Candace Parker. You had um, who else did you have? You had Dwayne Wade, and you have one more person that I'm forgetting right now. But was that um, Common? Was Common one of the judges or no? Yeah, Common was one of the judges. Yeah, Shy Town Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they said that they actually wanted it to end in a tie, and someone instead of giving him a ten gave him a nine. So it should have been forty seven. But it wound up being 46 because three people gave him a nine. So I don't know if that's a lie or whatever, but you have to call that dunk contest. Once they went into overtime and they dunked twice, you have to call that contest and give it a tie. So yeah. just ne- next time, have two trophies ready. Yeah. If you if you run into that issue again, just call it. That's what they say they were trying to do. Give them a tie and then they were going to get up and walk off and let everyone know they're not judging it no more because these guys did such an excellent job. Yeah, I, 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 regardless, I don't think Aaron Gordon, I think his dunks now, even though that dunk that dude did between his legs over the Oh, yeah, uh, Jones mean, Jr. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was sick. But didn't he do it like two times in a row? He did it over two people, right, the next time? Yeah, yeah. The same yeah. dunk, though, right? Yeah, yeah. See that? And, uh, and, and, and to the last score that Gordon got, every score up to that point had been a 50. See that's and I think they just were tired of giving people fifties and I, and some, one of them just said you know what I'm gonna give him a nine. How do you give that dunk a nine? Yeah, he jumped over tackle fall, man. Yeah, tackle fall for those that don't know is a slender uh, African American kid and he's seven four and a half. What was Manu Bow? Was he seven six? I want to say seven six. So he jumped over somebody pretty much the same height as Manu Bowl. And Yao Ming. Yao Ming was what, seven four? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. He was at least two inches, three to th- three inches taller than Shaq. Yeah, he definitely was. He's seven four, seven five around there, something like that. But so he be- should have won it, man. And he didn't even like really springboard off of him neither. I mean, he no. uses a little bit, but for the most part, he jumped over that man. Yeah, he cleared him. He cleared him. And they still gave it. So Either you have to come up with a new system or the judges actually have to talk to each other and make sure that they know what the score is so they don't mess it up like they say they did in the last round. Now, here's an interesting uh, conversation. Who's the best dunker of all time? And before you answer, after seeing Aaron Gordon the last few years, I have to now put him. To me, he's in the same ilk as Dominique Wilkins. Not not in-game dunking, but dunk contest dunking. He's just as good as Dominique Wilkins, maybe just as good as Vince Carter. Yeah, but one thing I can say about what Gordon does is he's a lot of in-between-the-legs in guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're going to challenge uh, the greats like uh, Dominique, Jordan, and um, Vince Carter, you have to come with more in your repertoire than just going between the legs, even if it's something that no one's ever done because Dominique can come baseline, give you a windmill, and then – off two feet, then he'll give you one off one feet. 
one foot, and then he'll probably do a um, rock the cradle off of two feet that you never really see people do. And Jordan had his repertoire, as we all know. And Vince Carter would be the best in-game, in-game yeah. slam dunk contest dunker I've ever seen. He's the best dunker of any ilk that you want to name. Vince Carter would be the best in my eyes. Yeah, I think you had to put Vince Carter up there. I always put the shorter guy. See, Vince Carter and the Michael Jordans and the and the Kobe's and all them, to me, they're the perfect height for dunking. 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, 6'6", yep. 6'5", six, 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 because you can still do the, – the things you can do with your legs and stuff in the air make it look more, like, artistic, if you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And once you get too tall, you kind of lose that. That's why, even though Dwight Howard that year, he won the dunk contest, he did a lot of great dunks. But when you're seven feet, I mean, come on, like yeah, you know. like the, the the windmill that he did with the one hand, where he looked at the judges. If someone six 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 seven actually did that, they get a fifty. Yeah. Now I don't know if you saw Zach Levine. Did you see this on ESPN? This man attempted and he just missed it. He attempted to do a three sixty from the free throw line. Did you see when that? It was in. No, he, it was he wasn't in. It was, it, no, no, he wasn't. He was just doing it in practice. And, oh. and they were just filming it. He did. So think about Wait, it like he, this. He won the dunk contest, and I think he won it with that dunk. From the free throw line? Yeah, he was with a little bit within the three. Yeah, just uh, a little bit, line. just a tiny bit. He made tiny that? Tiny bit. Yeah, when he uh, won, uh, he participated, I think, two years ago. Maybe, oh, well, I saw maybe him, his he, rookie year. He was doing it in practice the other day, and it doesn't, Sick, even, it? It doesn't even look real. It looks like something Photoshopped or something like that. I want to see someone who's going to be the first person to even attempt to jump from the three-point line. How do you twerk your body, get that much twerk around your body from that distance from the rim and still make it to the rim? It's unbelievable. That was sick. Absolutely unbelievable. And for all those, I know you said you saw it, but for all those who didn't see it, go to ESPN.com. It's probably also on YouTube. There's a kid who gets an alley-oop from this other kid, and he catches it on his shoulder. And you know how like the globe trotters used to they, they take the ball in their arm and they do the like the break dancing thing and the ball goes mm -hmm. behind their shoulders. He does this in midair and and flips it off his like wrist and catches it and dunks it with one hand. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I seen that video. Someone sent it between the fellas and uh it took me actually I didn't even notice. I was like, Okay, <laughs> cool, cool dunk and then someone was like, Well, did you see what he did with the ball? And I replayed it a little slow mo. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that had to take – either he got that in the first couple shots or it took him a long time to actually get that one. Because the, the ball can just bounce off of any part of your body. Yeah. Like It just went so perfectly and he caught – I was like, yo, that might be – I don't know if, if you do that in a dunk contest, could that dunk be beat? I don't think so. I don't. Th I don't care. Well, well, well. It all depends on the reaction because the crowd might not notice what you done. What you did, or unless just they... like the kid with the backboard, the white kid I was saying off the backboard. It took time for people to realize what he did off the slow mo and the replay. And it was like, replay. oh, and that you know what that might mess with the the judges' score because if they didn't see it neither, they might just be like, oh, you know, he just did like a little yeah. regular dunk or whatever, just like how you saw with that kid, but. But they give the score before the replay. Do they give them a chance to see the replay before they give their score? Uh, yeah, they give them a chance to see the replay. Okay, so then I say it again: if somebody ever does that in a dunk contest, I don't think that dunk can be beat. So yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a link or something I can give everybody, but um, I don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, what was it? The three point contest. Um, Buddy yeah. Hill. Buddy Hill. This used to that? be one of my favorite uh, contests when I was young because Bird used to participate. I never forget Bird when he um. When he hit, I think he hit 
he only missed two shots, I think. He missed no money balls. In the last money ball he shot, and he walked off with his hands up with the one finger pointing before it even hit the rim. I remember He knew that. it was wet. Yep. You know, I used to be really into the three-point contest is when you had your uh, Steve Kerr's, yep. your, your Elo's. Um, who else used to participate in Jeff that? Jeff uh, Yeah, your Hornacek's sex was in there. Mark Price. Um, Mark Price, the Price brothers. Uh, yeah, they, it used to be a good one, but it kind of fell off because it seems like it's not that many great shooters as they were when I was younger. The NBA might be slacking in three-point shooters at the time, but it was still interesting. I knew Buddy Hill was a great, a good three-point shooter, but I guess he's actually a better and great stance three-point shooter than I expected. Because some people can shoot the ball, but when they get into the three-point contest and they have to stand by the racks and actually get some yeah. type of momentum, you know, it has to be all in sequence: yeah. grab, look, shoot, grab, look, shoot. Yep. They just don't, they don't, they don't, they don't pan out as well sometimes. But he surprised me with the win. Big shot, out, big shots out to Buddy Hill. Yeah, it's kind of like in baseball with the home run derby. I remember Mike Piazza used to always. I think he 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 was in it at least three to four times, and every year people said, "Oh, he had a chance to make it." And you know, he had a few times in his career where he had forty plus home runs. Every time he would get into the home run derby contest, he would hit like one. Like, every mm. single time. So, just same thing with the three-point shooting contest. When you're in those type of competitions like that, it's it's a lot harder than people would think. Because you're not used to doing that. You know, you're used to shooting with people on the court and in mm-hmm. a game situation. When you're standing next to a rack like that, it's, it's, it's not natural. So, it definitely takes a skill to do that. I would say this, though. Uh, the last couple of years, when it was Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry, those were interesting because those two guys were battling it out. I think this year would have been probably one of the best of all time because wasn't Trey Young in this one, or he wasn't? Mm, he I want to say yes, he was. I'm not sure, but I think so. So you would have had him, Buddy Hill, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, Damian Lillard was supposed to be in it, but he got hurt. So this yeah. could have been, oh, uh, and if Kevin Durant would be in it. I think if you had those five or six people, that might be one of the best three-point contests of all time. But yeah. Just sucks that three of those guys I just named are hurt this year. So, yeah, I, pretty much the whole year too, except Damian. It definitely, it was still a great game, but I think it definitely hurt the uh, All Star game because having those three players in there would have changed the whole complexity of the game. But yeah, um, a couple people were talking about uh, the NBA slam dunk contest not actually having any All Stars in it on All Star weekend. And people started debating the whole LeBron thing again. And I, I give LeBron a little hassle. I don't, you know, I don't, he's not my favorite player. So, you know, I always try to match the intensity of people that uh, I'm a Kobe player. No, I'm a Kobe fan. So I try to match the intensity of people that like LeBron. But that, if I had one critique about LeBron's career, that would probably be it. He could have at least participated once. All the great high flyers in history's done it. Jordan, Vince, Dominique. Anyone you want to name, Dwight Howard, they've all participated. And I remember a few years ago, people were actually getting to the game earlier to watch LeBron do his dunks in the layup line. So if you can do those in the layup line, I feel like you owe that you owe you owe you owed everyone that's a fan and a supporter of you to at least participate in a dunk contest once. He could have gave us one LeBron. One. Yeah, I never understood that because when you watch his pregame warm up 
he can dunk. It's not like mm-hmm. he sucks at dunk. I've seen him do all types of crazy stuff, like throwing the ball off of crazy spots and catching it and doing crazy alley-oops and stuff like that. But I always thought he was scared to lose. He always had this moniker, you know, That's King what Corey Jane. always said, that it would be a mark on his career. But you've lost in the finals, so yeah. it's okay, you know. Yeah. But see, but I, at least I don't, I don't, got I'm, to the finals, so that's not really a big blemish. So I don't know. I, only yeah. he knows, right? Yeah, I, I don't think. Now, I will say, I don't think a great player ever went into the dunk contest and lost, have they? I'm talking about a player like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, Dominique lost to Jordan. Well, no. Well, yeah, when there's another player like that in it. But if LeBron was to be in it, there wouldn't be nobody else like that in it. No, but I, I, I guarantee you if LeBron actually joined it and let people know, you'll have a few more people that wouldn't play actually dunk. Oh, so you think other other stars would other stars would come in if he yeah, if he was to follow do... suit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You Especially had... back in the days, right? And I'm talking we're talking about right now, it might be just him. You might be able to get one more, like Dwight might come or someone else might come. Yeah. But uh yeah, when when he was younger is when we needed him. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it would be that fascinating now. He should have did this ten years ago, like when he was in Miami or something like that. Or yeah. even in Cleveland when he was yeah. real young. Like why not? When you're real young, technically he wasn't chasing championships at that time, right? No, nobody really expected him because that was during the Boston Celtics. I mean, yeah. people thought he might make it, but most people knew that the Celtics were going to go to the finals. Yeah, so. it was going to be either the Celtics or the Pistons. Or the Pistons, and yep. Out the West was going to be Kobe yep. or somebody, and, right? And that was just it, yep. yep. So he had his chance, and that's the one knock that we can always you know, put on his record as far as his resume and not – living up to what he should be. Everything else, he's pretty much checked the box with. You yeah. know, MVPs, greatest of all time, check. Uh, constant finals appearances, check. Winning finals, check. Uh, slam dunk contest, yeah. X. Just never was in it. I'll never understand that. Hopefully somebody's able to ask him. Now, I wonder when he does interviews, is that one of the questions that he says, I don't want you to ask me because you never hear people ask him. No, you no. Last time he asked him was like I don't know, ten years ago. Ten years was, ago, yeah. He said he uh he gave some type of BS statement saying he leave it for the younger guys to participate in. But even when you were younger, yeah, you no. didn't participate. So I don't know. Not not the biggest flaw to have. No, nah, but de- definitely you know. not. But I would have loved to have seen him. Yeah, yeah. All, all they should give back to the fans, right? You give back to the fans. You give back to your supporters. You know what's crazy? I have a feeling he might do it before he retires. But at that point, he'll be so old. If he loses, it won't. It's no big. It's deal. no big deal. I don't see him never being in a dunk contest. That'll yeah. be that. That'll be odd. I, I the way he thinks is a little. I don't, I don't want to say it's off. It's just different from everybody else. Yeah, and he always wants the card stacked in his favor yeah. before he participates in anything. Almost. Oh, I mean, you almost can't blame him. I, mean, I get it. No, I would too. Yeah, yeah exactly. I want to win. I want to always win. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes yeah. you have to lose. Yeah. He's lost a lot. He's lost more in the finals than he's won. So yep. he should know that. But I think you're right that the best time for him to have done it would have been with the Cleveland Cavaliers, maybe within his first five years. Yep. And usually that's when they do it because Kobe did it, what, his first three or three years or yeah, two three years? years. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Kobe might only went twice, if that. Yeah. I think, yeah. He definitely won the first time he was in it. I, I don't know and if I he think was back. That in. might be it. Yeah. I think one, he did it, got it out the way, and said, now it's time to try to go be a legend. Cause, yeah. Because once you do it once, what's the point of keep doing it? Unless 
you're not elite. You're not an elite player, and those yeah, are the only you, things you're going to yeah. win. Yeah, and you love having the uh, NBA put you on a showcase. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to be at there. I'm not going to be there as a participant anyway. It, I might go as a fan, but if they're going to vote me in, now I'm a part of the activities and the festivities, so it's good to be there. Exactly, and you get endorsements for being the best yeah, don't dunker. Get endorsements. And you get a check for just participating. Check, so. so that's money right there, so. Yep. Definitely can't blame them. But anyway, let's get to this music and uh, we'll be back. This is Sports Fans Only. This is KJ and your host, Sean Mack. And we'll be back in a few minutes. You got what I need times twice. Girl, you ain't even got to think twice. I'm only in town for one night. Let's fuck it up, girl. It's on sight. I feel the love and I the air. I tell her, baby, never fear You know you're the one for me You don't like slow, you say punish me And I'm a soldier, girl I wanna get to know you, girl Put my arms around your shoulder, girl I wanna tell you to know Been waiting for you No one took your place I'll be that lover Won't play no games When you leave, not here, oh yeah What I need, you got what I need is your love. You got what I need, you got what I need, you got what I need is your love. You got what I need, you got what I need, you got what I need, your love. You got what I need, you got what I need, you got what I need. Come, let's fly high, let's get right high, let's get high high, only tonight. Let's get high high, come, let's fly. Fire from a dragon, I really want slay I usher to the crib, doing it my way Bust up in her walls, it's sweet like Kool-Aid, ooh yeah Sweet like Kool-Aid, ooh yeah, ooh yeah Now so be my superwoman, my superwoman Now so be my wonder woman, my wonder woman Now so them they say, black are the berry, sweet are the juice Better for you, proving my love is necessary Missing no day
Hi, Samantha. You look more like a Heather. You ever get that? Your Pete Nokio. That was actually a professional headshot. Oh. Wait, you don't have. <laughs> Geico sequels. The savings keep on going. From the weather team at Sports Fans Only, here's your five-day Tri-State forecast. Good evening to all my sports fans tuning in for another episode of Sports Fans Only. I hope everybody had a great weekend and enjoyed the All-Star Game where LeBron's team won 157-155. to I enjoyed that game. I hope everybody did too. One of the best All-Star Games I've seen in a very long time. Uh, this is Keith Johnson here with another weekly weather report brought to you by Anchor FM. Well, let's get into that five-day weather report, shall we? Uh, Today was mostly cloudy. We had a high of 50 degrees and a low of 36 degrees. Tuesday, February 18th, some showers will move in. We have a 50% chance of rain. It'll rain off and on all day with a high of 50 degrees and a low of 39 degrees. Wednesday, February 19th, it'll be partly cloudy. The rain clouds will move out, but there there will be some leftover clouds. No rain, though. We'll have a high of 45 degrees and a low of 27 degrees. Thursday, February 20th, it'll be partly cloudy with a high of 37 degrees and a low of 22 degrees. Friday, February 21st, it'll be sunny. All the clouds will move out and it'll be a high of 38 degrees and a low of 28 degrees. And Saturday, February 22nd, it'll also be another sunny day with a high of 50 degrees and a low of 32 degrees. Well, as always, we'd like to thank everyone who caught today's show. Stay tuned for more music and sports talk radio on Sports Fans Only. Everybody have a great day and take care. Outside my 
fun to drive wherever you go. The sporty, redesigned CRV with a turbocharged engine standard. The best selling CUV over the last decade. From Honda. If you need lumber wood, Lonnie's is better than good. We also have the best selection of plywood in the state. Hey! <laughs> Dang, woodchucks! Stop chucking that wood! Geico Sequels. The savings keep on going. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. All right, welcome back to Sports Fans Only with KJ and Sean Mack and Keith. Uh, it's basketball season, and you know how I do. It got me thinking, and when I get to thinking, shit happens. So <laughs> I have a new little segment here that we're going to test out and see how it works. It's uh, in or out. So right. that's you're in or you're out. And we're speaking on the Hall of Fame, that is. All right, it got me thinking about the great players that are great players in many eyes, and some they're average, but it got us thinking that, are these players, why aren't these players in the Hall of Fame? So I'm going to read out lists of players, going to read some stats, and I want to get your opinion on if we're in or out. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Okay, Chauncey Billups, point guard, five-time All-Star, 2004 champ, 2000 Finals MVP, 16 points a game, five assists, three rebounds, one steal, in or out. Oh, man, you hit me with a hard one right off the bat, man. Um uh let's see. Let's see, Chauncey Billups. Now I would have to find out how many points I want to know his total points for the year. I mean not for the year, I'm sorry. His total points for his career. Um I need some his a- average or total no, points to- in general. Because to- I think total points matters because you there's people out there like Tony Kukoc who who had a good career average, but he didn't have that many total points. So I, that's why I was just trying to do you do you have that or you don't have that? If you don't have that, I'll make my decision. I don't. Okay, you don't I have don't, that. So but you see, average fifteen points, five assists, three bounds, and one steal. Um, and he's got one championship, right? Yes, sir. And a Finals MVP. And a Finals MVP. I'm gonna lean towards no. You go no. I'm gonna go no because I just don't know if he did enough. He did. He was clutch. He was. He was a big piece of that um Detroit team. Some say they could have won two, but they lost to the. They went to back-to-back championships. They lost to the Spurs in that second one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say no. What do you think? I'm gonna go in, but it's gonna be a long time. Yeah, he'll get in. He'll get in when we're maybe sixty. And that's what I was gonna say. He might be one of those guys that get in years down the road. But you know what I say? If if it takes you that long in basketball, especially if it takes you twenty years to get in, you're probably not a real Hall of Fame. That's just my feeling. I'm not saying he's not. He was a great player. But if it takes you that long to get in, I don't really consider you a real Hall of Famer. That's just, just, okay. just how I see it. Okay, so you're out, I'm, and I'm I'm in maybe in 20 years. I'm actually on the fence. But if I have to give an answer, I'm going to say no right I now. I say you got to hop off the fence. Yeah. You got to keep walking on that fence, man. Yeah, yeah, I I'm pay a, good money for that fence. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> All right, next Second, Tim Hardaway, point guard, five-time All-Star, one-time All-Star first team, three-time All-Star second team, first-time All-Star third, all-rookie team of the year, uh, all-rookie first team, 17 points, eight assists, three rebounds for his career. Tim Hardaway, in or out? I'm going to say he's eventually going to get in. Only Me too. Be- I-, I say he's going to eventually get in. People who revolutionize, revolution, 
What, what's the word I'm trying to revolutionize? A revolutionize. Thank you. Um, revolutionize the position, which I think he did. Um, he gave us a killer crossover. Now the crossover was always there, but he definitely put an emphasis on it. That was his go-to move. Um, mm-hmm. Big time play on those Miami Heat teams that mm-hmm. were perennial. Against the Knicks. Yeah, they were always good. Um, when he was with the Warriors, they were good. So pretty much everywhere he went, the team was good. So you can't really say that about Chauncey Billups. Most of the places he went, but towards the end yeah, of his Chauncey had a late start. That's true, too. He pretty much was almost a flop at Boston. That's Yes, you're right. You're right. And Tim Hardaway was pretty much good from the time he got into the league. So yeah, to answer, me, yeah I'm take, sorry. Go ahead. Now, what college did he go to? Do you know? Uh, UTEP. Oh, he went to UTEP. Yeah, that crossover was originally called a UTEP two-step. UTEP two-step. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we used to play that on live back in the days. That's, that's old right. school right yep, there. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so, right, so he's in. We both have him in. Yep. <laughs> okay, Sean Merriman, four-time All-Star, 2011 NBA champ, which I forgot about with the Heat. Two-time All-NBA third team, all-rookie second team. 15 points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block a game. Got him in or out? In all due respect, he's never getting into the Hall of Fame. That's just I agree. Yeah. That's me too. I said out. <laughs> out. Okay. No, nothing to elaborate on, just out. Yeah, just he doesn't need to be talked about. He's nice okay. nice little player, but he's yeah, nice, uh, nice little stats, you know, but ha- nothing. No, Hall of Fame, right? I'd I'd give more of a case to Robert Ory than that type of player would have to be somebody with a whole mess load of rings and somebody who hit basically Robert Ory to me. Robert Ory's a, career. He would be a better on the fence type of dude. Should he get in? Should he not get in? Because they they probably have about the same. The stats are probably about the same. I'm pretty yeah. sure they average about 11, 12 points a game for their career. But, um, yeah, Sean Marion, nah, you got to get him out of here. Okay. Next, Sean Kemp, power forward, six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA second team. Not many accolades. I thought he had a lot more accolades. So that's just six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA second team. He had 14 points, eight rebounds, and 1.6 assists a game. Thought he had more, but I guess he played a little bit more towards the end of his career. Yeah. He sucked. He was like 300 pounds. So yep. what you think, Sean Kemp in or out? He had Hall of Fame talent, but nah. Career, his Hall of Fame stretch was too short. And like you said, he went to he was in Cleveland. He went to Orlando. He went to there was like three or four other teams he went to after Seattle. So um, I'm gonna say no, just because his greatness only lasted about seven eight seven eight years. Crazy thing is, while researching this, do you know when he was over 300 pounds, he still averaged 20 points, eight rebounds, and three assists? Yes, he did. I think that was with Cleveland, right? Was that yeah? Cleveland? Yeah, with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He actually—that's why I said he had Hall of Fame talent. Probably should have been a Hall of Famer. Just think about if he would have had a career like Kevin Garnett, as far as lengthwise, and he yeah. stayed healthy. That dude would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I don't like to get into people's personal lives, but he had too many damn kids. Kids and drugs. Was, kids and drugs, which will get you. Well, one might lead to the other. Yeah. So many kids might lead you to having getting yeah. drugs, right? Yeah, All man. Right. So All had, right. This he, might be uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying he had a lot of issues. So I think those issues will play into the fact that he won't be a Hall of Famer. They will take those into consideration. I agree. Yeah. Next up, Chris Webber, power forward. This might be the most entertaining one right here. <laughs> Five-time yeah, five All-Star. One-time All-NBA first team, three-time All-NBA second team, first-time All-NBA third team, rookie of the year, and All-Rookie first team. He averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. You got him in or out? I got. I think he's going to eventually get in. His, Me if, too. If you look at his career stats, they're too overwhelming to, to not put him in. And also the fact that if Kobe and Shaq weren't in his way, 
She I was just going to say, why do you think they have him out? Is it because of the lack of championship rings yep. or even appearance? Yep, I think that's exactly what it is. He never went to the finals. But uh, that's like with uh, the Knicks. You know, Jordan was there. You know, Kobe was in his way, and he just couldn't get by. But if they would have got by the Lakers, they would have beat anybody in the East, They, in my opinion. Because who would they would have? Yeah. They would have played the Nets one year. They would have beat yep. the Nets. Yep. And um, who else they would have played? Or Indiana. Hey. Indiana and the Nets twice, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Sixers, Sixers, Pacers, Sixers, Nets. And I think they would have. I think they could have beat all three of them. Honestly, I agree. I agree. That team with Bibby and uh, Bibby and uh, name? Jason Chris? Williams wasn't Jason. No. Oh no, he yeah. wasn't. There. No, no, no. They traded him, but originally he was with Jay Will. Oh, so when they were battling with the Lakers, it was Bibby. It was Stojakovic. No, no, no. They first couple years was with Jay Will. Oh, so the first couple of years, so when, when, when Shaq started calling Diva, uh, Vladi Divac a queen, no, what was he yeah. saying? Sacramento Queens and all Queens. that? That would have been with Jay Will. Then they traded out Jay Will and got in Bibby from uh, Atlanta, right? Was it Atlanta or the Grizzlies? I know he went to Atlanta. No, he went to Atlanta after he left there. It was the Grizzlies. Was You're the right. Grizzlies. Originally, it was the Grizzlies. And that's right, because Williams played with the Grizzlies, too. Yeah, they, that they was traded. a trade. That was, was a, a trade. So it was Bibby, so, Stojakovic, and um, Vladi. Christy. And Christie, Doug Christie, yep, yep. He punched Colby in the throat that time. Yeah, I remember that. Hope you feel horrible about it now. Yeah. Oh God, forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. All right, uh, moving on. This is one of my favorite players growing up, and I'm gonna let you know right now. So we both have Chris Rubber in eventually. Yep. Okay. This this is my player. I don't know if he ever make it, but he should. Kevin Johnson. Point guard, three-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA second team, first-time All-NBA third team, first-time most improved player. 19 points he averaged with nine assists, 1.5 steals, and three rebounds. So that's 18 points, nine assists, 1.5. Am I reading that right? 18 points, nine assists, 1.5 rebounds. No, steals and three rebounds. It's weird when you get to guards. They put their stuff in different uh, categories. So Kevin Johnson, who do you got? Um, Got him in or out. I want him to get in so bad because he was definitely one of my favorite players growing up. Me too. I just don't. No, you know what? He might be one of those guys when he's like 65 years old, he finally gets in. Because I, I think he will get in. He he was a, for his time, what point guards? You had Kevin Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Um, Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson. But once you get past those guys, I mean, those were the point guards in the NBA. And I have a strong belief if you're a top two or top three person at your position during the length of your career for mm-hmm. more than 10 years, I think those type of people should automatically be in the Hall of Fame. And I think he was definitely a top three point guard in yeah. his prime. So now, now, question, do you consider Steve Nash a Hall of Famer? He's going to get in. No, he's definitely going to get in. I All de- right, so why won't Kevin Johnson get in? Same stats. Listen, 18 points, 9 assists, 3 rebounds, 1.5 steals a game. Um, I think because Steve Nash's teams were better. I think his teams were better, and he's got two MVPs. But Kevin Johnson made it to a championship. He did. He also did it with Charles Barkley, though. Another True. Hall of Famer. I don't think Steve Nash played with another Hall of Famer. I mean, I guess Amari Omar Stoudemire of was a Hall of Fame did. talent. And, and Dirk. Oh, well, yeah, but he didn't – How long? oh, yeah, what am I talking about? He he was yeah. there before he even went to um, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. A so, lot of his stats was accumulated in Dallas. I think uh, it has to do with his MVPs, which most people don't think he should have got to begin should've with. Been, one of those should have been Colts. Yeah, at least one of them. I, I, I give him one just because the Lakers were so bad yeah. one of those years. 
Yeah. So if you're yeah. on a bad team, no matter how great you are, they're not going to give you the MVP. But the other True. year, Kobe should have – because the other year was the 81-point game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the year Kobe averaged like 30 points a game. And, uh, yeah, yeah had, he, had a Jordan-like type of uh, yeah. year. That was that. All right. Yeah. So we both have Kevin Johnson then. Yes, sir. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, number seven, this is a top ten list just to let people know so you don't have much more to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rasheed Wallace, power forward, four-time All-Star, 2004 NBA champion, all-rookie second team. Not many accolades there. 14 points, six rebounds, two assists a game. You got him in or out? I got him in. I think. I got, that... I got him out. This got is my out? first one. Yeah, I got him out. Really? I, I loved him. But when I think of Rasheed Wallace, I think of an accumulation of his career. I think of North Carolina. Then I think of a couple of years at um, Portland battling with us with Sabonis against the Lakers. Uh, Hothead got it all together for that championship run, which he actually played one game with the Hawks, remember? Yeah, I do. He was traded from Portland to Atlanta. He played one game, and then he was traded to the Pistons, which he's only played there like three to four years. It seems like a lot. So I'm going to say this guy probably got the most out of his career as far as stats and as far as being a superstar because everyone know that he was. But for some strange reason, Rasheed Wallace played at 80% of his potential. Therefore, you're not in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Yeah, see, this is this is another player where I say in his prime, like during that Portland, t- that stretch in Portland, and maybe not so much going into into Detroit, but – he was an, another another guy that was a top three player at his position, and mm-hmm. he could do everything. He could shoot the three. He could post you up. He could shoot the mid range. He could. He he was a great defensive player. And whatever team he went to, he was usually the focal point and the heart and soul of the team. So, and and, and like I said, <clears throat> I don't know if Chauncey Billups. You know, some just some of the people I said no to. If you don't fall into that type of criteria, it's not all about numbers. It's just your impact on the team you're on, how great you are, and how great the team is once you get on the, the team. To me, that, that speaks volumes. So I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to put him in. I think you he's going to go get, in? Yeah, I think eventually people will see his greatness down the road and he'll, he'll get in. I'm going to go out. Okay, moving on. Okay. It's one of my favorite old school guys, too. Can't believe he's not in. When I saw this, I was like, what? But um, <laughs> Tom Chambers. Wow, he's not in. Four-time, four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. And this is a stat I didn't know. I looked it up, and they say he did. So if you can prove me wrong, prove me wrong. They say he won the MVP in 86-87. Did he? That's what that's what it said on his stat. If you look up Tom Chambers' uh, career stats and you look at the top, it says uh, four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, 86-87 MVP. Now, I could have swore Bird won it three times in a row. So, Bird must have won it 84, 85, 86, and then Tom Chambers won 86-87, which would have been Jordan's first career year. Well, what I'm saying is he was the 1987 NBA All-Star Game MVP. Mm, that might be it. Okay. Because I, okay. never, I never heard of him being uh, Me neither. The, the but the, the way that I look, and I looked on two different sites, and it had 86-87 MVP. They didn't say All-Star. But you're right. That would make sense. I remember him actually winning that. Yep. And, uh, Matter of fact, this is the game I'm talking about. Remember I told you in the earlier segment about that game was the, just as intense as the game that I seen when I was a kid with Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah. he had on the white. This was the game right here. Tom Chambers wound up winning that uh, wow. MVP. He won it over right. Jordan. No, wait, 87. What What year? No, Jordan broke his ankle when? What year? His, fir- his, first, his first year. 
Oh, it was his first? I thought it was. Oh, so it was his first year. So 86 then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this so was Tom the year Chambers, after. He averaged eight eight points, six rebounds, two assists, one block. <sighs> a little bit more than Rasheed Wallace's 14 points, six rebounds, two assists. Um, You know what? I'm going to have to kind of pass. Because I remember Tom Chambers, but he's one of those players. He wasn't in commercials. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, there was no real ESPN back then. So you you didn't see a lot of highlights. You know, the only thing, honestly, that I know about Tom Chambers outside of, I don't even know if you know this, that he was the first ever free agent. Did you know that? I didn't know. Yeah, I think 1988 and 1989 was the first free agent. and um, And that actually... Let me just say this real quick. When people mm-hmm. say that Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and all them, oh, they would have never went and played with each other. And, uh, yeah, you know why? Because there was no free agency. You couldn't. You were on the team. Unless they traded you, you wasn't well, going nah, nowhere. Bird could have. That's why you have the Bird rule. Oh, maybe that was a special thing for him. Yeah, yeah. Magic, uh, Magic couldn't. Cause well, he had the, Bird, the Bird rule pretty much became after so many years you can leave. Yeah, because did you know that Magic Johnson signed a twenty-five year, twenty-five yeah, million dollar yeah, contract? Yeah, it was like a million dollars a year. Yeah, and it the, was it was huge back then. Yeah, it was the richest contract of all time at that time. But Twenty years. People were signing contracts like that, so that's but, why but I still believe the big ones could have left. If Magic stepped to a uh, bus and said, "I want to leave," he would have let him go. Well, yeah, that's true. Oh no, he wouldn't have right? let him go. He would have traded him. Well, he would have traded him, but you know yeah. what I mean. He he could have got out of his team situation yeah. if he wanted to. Yeah, definitely. Now, Tom Chambers to me belongs in, but he's gonna. He, I believe he should be in, but he's not gonna get in because of the people he played against, the era he played against, and like you just said, he's a forgotten man. Yep. Not many people know him, but he deserved it. So he might get in after he's dead. Yeah, it might be one of those things where a committee or something yeah. like that gets him in. It might be a down year. And they realize that they kind of passed him up because they do that sometimes. They they let you sit there until you almost die and say, "Oh yeah, we got to at least get him in before he dies." Yeah, exactly. Oh, and the other the other reason I know Tom Chambers, a lot of old school heads are gonna remember this. In uh, was it Lakers versus Celtics? Or was yeah, it, I know what you was about to say. Yeah. Or was it Lakers versus? <laughs> no, was it Bulls versus Suns? Uh, no, Lakers versus Celtics. Yeah, it was Lakers versus Celtics. He does the little uh, what is it the. He like jumps from the free throw line and like protrude his ass in the air, yeah. just like little, like he's squatting down. But they just let him glide through the air for like maybe ten feet. It was a two handed dunk, right? <laughs> yeah, he was like this, like yeah, you know, just... like he was crouching down in a in a doorway that's too tight. I never understood what did he do that? Or what? Yeah, he, yeah, he did that. Google it. He jumped over someone and dunked on him doing that dunk. Really? Put in most famous Tom Chambers dunk. He dunked on someone doing that dunk. I'm about to check this out. Really, um, wait, hold on. Yeah, that was my boy, man. I love Tom Chambers, but I guarantee you nobody – like, I'm a historian of basketball, so you can take me at any period of my life, and I can go back and I can go forward and talk about NBA players. These young people these days live in the moment. They're full of the highlights, the social media. I guarantee you no one knows Tom Chambers and who he is and what he's done. Uh, I'm looking at this one right here where he actually dunks over Mark Jackson doing that. I said, now doing I remember, that dunk, I remember right? his dunk now. He just basically – was he jumping off? Let me see. I want to see was if he was feet? jumping off of one foot or two feet. Oh, we what? didn't we didn't mention uh, Mitch Richmond too. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah, nasty, he, right? Yeah, he, he had ups. He was jumping off of one foot doing that too. He was in the slam dunk contest. Matter of fact. Yep, I was just looking at. He looks like he's a Russian, like some out of yeah, Rocky or something. Yugoslavian <laughs> yeah. or, or Romanian. <laughs> But he was um he was nice, man. He made it into a few slam dunk contests and um he did well. But so you got him out 
I have him out from competition and lack of people knowledge of yeah, him. Yeah. So eventually he might get in. Next, I debated on this one, but I went with it anyway. Glenn Rice, three-time All-Star, 99-2000 NBA champ with the Lakers, two-time All-NBA player. Average 18 points, 4.4 rebounds a game, and two assists. Got him in or out, Kay? Mm, I think before him, you got to put Mitch Richmond in. So I'm going to say no just because I know for a fact Mitch Richmond had a better career than him. Same time. I'm gonna of, go. I'm gonna go in. You think Glenn Rice is gonna get in? Eventually, he will. 18 points, 4.4 rebounds, two assists, one championship. Did lead his own team for at least five years. That were competitors in the East with uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So yeah, yeah, he had his own team. He uh, made it to playoffs. He pretty much picked up a championship in his twilight years with the Lakers. So I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, you know what? If you put it like that. I forgot before he got to the Lakers. What, what was it, Charlotte? Charlotte, what? yeah. Charlotte, yeah. He was the focal point of that team. Yeah, it it, it might take a while. I changed my yeah. mind. I think he will get in. I think eventually he will. Right over time, that ring saved him. I I don't necessarily think he's a Hall of Fame play. See, I have high standards when it comes to Hall of Fame players. When I look, I at- have two different though. I have the ones that are gonna get in, uh-huh. and then I have the ones that they got a pretty much fill spots with that are borderline people. So you think he's one of those? Yeah, he's a borderline, and when they get around to him and they realize, see, what bothers me is that he was just a three-time All-Star and a two-times All-NBA, two-times he made the All-NBA team. That bothers me if I was a voter. Well, back then, though, you could only have a certain amount of shooting guards on your team. Oh, no, he was a small forward. Yeah, yeah. He was a small forward, right? Yeah. But whose place would he have been taken? Because you think this is the 90s, right? So you had... uh, who were the small forwards back then in the East? Well, Bird had just uh, Bird played to ninety three. So ninety three. So let's Bird see. was on the downside. You had uh, Dominique Wilkins. Well, I thought he was a power forward. Nah, small forward. Small forward. Uh, Grant yeah, Hill. You know, you know, you know who was the center? Uh, I mean, they power forward for that team. Who's that? T Rex Arms. Oh yeah, that's right. Kevin Willis. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um. So uh, Grant Hill was a small forward. Um. Trying to think who else. Jerry Stackhouse was he a small forward? Oh, uh, during that shooting time, shooting guard. He was shooting guard. He was one of the top small forwards in the East, I would say, at that time. Yeah, you're right. Because I'm trying to think. Larry Johnson was he a small forward or was he a power forward? He moonlighted. Yeah, he did. He did a little bit of everything, huh? A little small and a little power. So I'm just trying to think what other people would have been on the All Star game, uh, All Star yeah. team, and would have prevented him from getting in. Nah, I got you. But um, I got you. Who who else you got on your list? Uh, and that was number nine, Glenn Rice, and I left the best for last, going out with a bang. This guy definitely gonna get in next time he's eligible. Well, they do it per every year, right? Yeah. All right. So next year at this time we'll be saying he's in. You got Chris Bosh. Listen to the stats: eleven-time All-Star, two-time champ, two thousand six and seven All NBA team, nineteen points, eight rebounds, two assists. It's nineteen point eight, so pretty much twenty points a game and it's 8.9 so you could say he averaged 20 and 10 with two assists he's in yeah i think what gets him in is being the third option on a heat team if it wasn't and, for those rings no 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 and the even... work and the work that he put in with toronto that accumulates his numbers to where they are yeah but chris weber's got the same if you go look at his total numbers he's probably got like a hundred something points less played with way more talent still had all those points who and, weber yeah weber if you go look at his his total career points and stuff like that, I think he averages just about 19. But check it out. He's a five-time All-Star in Weber. 
Chris Bosh, 11-time All-Star. Most of those came with Toronto. You're right, but that's he played in the and East. And he was battling who? But the he East. He was battling those who get, who, who, who team that was. That was the Paul Pierce teams that he was battling. He was, but that was, the East was probably the weakest it's ever been when Chris Bosh first came to Toronto. It was just him and Garnett. Those were the only two making the, the All-Star team every year. Different. Different. One's East, one's West. No, no. When Garnett came to Boston. Yeah, but that's towards the end of his career. I'm talking about from the beginning of uh, Chris Bosh's career. I mean, was it that much? Chris Bosh only played, what, 11 years? 12? I mean, he didn't play that long. Well, he 11-time All-Star. I'm, I'm assuming he didn't make it all time. No, not all time. So, yeah, it must have played. 13, 14 years, maybe? Because he was only in Miami for four. So, you're saying that he was in Toronto for 10? Yeah, that's about right. Wow. Well, and that's where his stats come from. That's going to get to me, should put him there, because he was the number one um, option. They were floating over 500 most of the time. They were getting to the playoffs most of the time, maybe on the second half of his uh, career, right? I mean, like the last six years in Toronto. They, uh, he needed more help, though. That team sucked. No, that team was bad. It was real bad. Um, right? Yeah, it was bad. I don't think he ever played but with he was quietly putting. he was quietly putting – numbers up it's in a lost land you always talk about that like being in canada being in a small market team so just for that said he should be in i don't he couldn't make it in this year did you ever find out who were the, the coaches that got in oh um you know uh, did you find out who the three people was i know it was duncan it was duncan kobe, garnett and kobe kobe yeah he definitely couldn't beat none of them and i think all the rest of the people was like not lenny wilkins it was a david stern got in david stern. They gave it to him and you had a few more coaches and people that participated in basketball activities and related stuff well i know there's a there's a final list of 10 like you have to make the cut and once you get to those 10 finalists they pick a certain amount out of those 10 so i wonder how do they compare a coach's career to a player's career or maybe they I, do a certain amount I think of each. That come up to, I think that come up to, like, who's up. Who's up? You had a coach that's been on a line for a while, like from the 70s, and you're like, okay, we have Chris Bosh here. He's going to eventually get in, but we got to let this – like I said earlier, they like to get people in and forget about them and get them in right before they die, Yeah, which I don't understand. I don't understand. For the life of me, I don't understand that. And that usually happens with coaches. Um, just want to mention one more player that's uh, – this is a technical one. He's not in the NBA Hall of Fame, but he's in the FIBA Hall of Fame. Vladi Divac. Really? Is he up? He's up to be, I mean, what, what's his stats? You got his stats right there? Or not? All right, so he's in the FIBA Hall of Fame, but he's not in the NBA Hall of Fame. Okay. Just 12 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Now, I think a lot, I think, hmm, should he be in the, he's in the FIBA Hall of Fame. Should he be in the NBA Hall of Fame? I'm going to say no. But if he was to be put in, I'm going to say the reason that he's going to get in is because the global impact. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? You just said something I just forgot. This isn't the NBA Hall of Fame. This is just the Basketball Hall of Fame. So some of these people getting in, like... Like I said, coaches that contributed to the game or someone yeah. that was an executive or something like that. Exactly. So if you, if you look at it from that way... See, I'm just looking at the list right here. It says the complete list of five final, finalists from the North American Screening Committee includes Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, plus coaches Eddie Sutton and Rudy Tomjanovich. So what I'm getting from that is you can only let five people in from North America that have something to do with North American basketball. Every, everybody else, and it says the three finalists from the women's screening committee are, there's three women I've never heard. Oh, no, Tamika Catchings 
and two female coaches. Kim I knew about Tamika Ketchins. Yep. yep, yep Kim yep. Mulkey and Barbara Stevens. So I guess that's oh, probably Kim Mulkey? That's a college coach. That's Kim uh, Mulkey. Kim yep. Mulkey. That's uh that's Oregon, I think. Is it? I think so. So I guess what you were saying makes sense. They they can only let five people they can only let three players in at a time. See? So yeah, so by, by by that case, I'm gonna say, well, Chris Bosh won't get in next year. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's gonna have to wait. <laughs> he's probably gonna, he's gonna wait. have to wait because he's. You, you would have to be a top 25 player of all times to make it in on that first try. First battle, like Dwayne Wade will, of course, yeah. LeBron, and you know, yeah. people like that. Of course, Kobe. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they made Dwayne Wade wait. Depends on who's up. Yeah, it does depend on who's right. Up. Depends on who's up, right? Yeah. Somebody might say, "Man, it's finally time to get Chris Rubber in there, man." Yeah. And be like, okay, Dwayne has to wait a little bit then. Yeah, that's true. Because I think Chris Chris Webber definitely, just from what he did with the Fab Five, he went yeah. to two Final Fours. He should be in the – see, I didn't even know FIBA had a Hall of Fame, which D-Bots is in. Yeah, I didn't know either. Is that, a, but, is that just an international hall? Or yeah, is that for everybody? Uh, that's international. Usually that's going to come from someone that's put in work in the league that's not the NBA. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. So it's like you. more of the World Federation of Basketball, the World Federation Basketball Association. I got you, I so, got you. So 11, 12 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists by, v. Uh, by Vladi Divots. I'm going to say he won't get in, but eventually they probably will let him in because of the global impact that he had on the NBA in the Americas. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, he definitely, you know, when you think about centers in the NBA, you don't look at him as one of the elite ones that you would think Hall of Fame. But like you said, the global impact that he had on the game and he's him being an ambassador of the game, um, he's done a lot for basketball. So with that being said, I think he might get in eventually just based off of that, not necessarily because he was a great, great, skilled basketball player. But he was, I mean, for his time, you know, it's not like teams didn't want him. People wanted him on his team. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. traded Kobe for him. <laughs> yeah, he was the most crafty Big man that you can find. Him and Sabonis yeah, had those skills. Same you know what type, I mean? Same type of center. Same type yep. of center. So what do you like, Kay? Anybody I missed out this list? I like this segment, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Um, You didn't say Mitch Richmond. Remember I said I did. Um, we I didn't did. say him. And who else? Uh, besides those two. Well, no, Mitch, Mitch Richmond. Am I missing anybody else? Is Grant Hill in already? Grant oh, Hill's in. Oh, he is in already. Yeah, he's in. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think he made it to, like, that whole Hall of Fame thing because of college and what he meant to college. Gotcha, gotcha. What about Steve Smith? He held down his team for a while. Cousin played with him. Can't wait to ask my cousin if he think he's a Hall of Famer. Won a, um, won a championship, too, with Spurs. He did win a chip, later career, pretty much playing the Glenn Rice role, right? Held Basically. down on team for a while. I would have to pull his stats. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure he's, like, a 17 to 18-point career average if, if i'm not mistaken um he's he was another interesting one i was like he could and he could not i'm pretty sure he's got to be high up on the three-point list you know top 10 of all time yeah i'm taking a look at mitch richmond's stats right now he he got a championship on the borderline oh, of that's right like with the lakers the right Lakers, yeah so with yeah, that being, i mean if he got a ring then he should be in because i know he's got uh -huh. to average at least 20 points a game see am i crazy or right here it says he's in the Hall of Fame. Look at that yellow line. Oh, yeah. It does It does say he's in the Hall of Fame. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Oh, he might be now. Because I might have been reading the article. He definitely didn't get in right away. I might be reading the article that was before. Because all my stats are coming from uh, December, no November of last year, which was a few months ago. Oh, no. He, then, 
he played 976 game. He had an average of 21 points even, three rebounds. Well, let's say 21 points, four rebounds, and 3.5 assists. Yeah, he's got a chip. There's no reason. Anybody averaging 23 points a game and has a championship, you should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. He definitely should. Well, I think that wraps up the show for today. I enjoyed that topic. We're going to have to do more stuff like that more often. Um, so let's see here. Yes, sir. Richmond was voted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2014. Oh, wow. So it's been six years. Should be ashamed of ourselves. I don't know why we didn't know that. Hey, he wasn't on my list. Yeah, well, he had, it took him a long time. Well, it took <laughs> not, him long- not that I didn't know that he wasn't, but. <laughs> so I'm, I might go as far as to say if it took him like 10 years to get into the Hall of Fame, it's definitely going to take Chris Bosh more than two. And Weber. And I see why they're waiting and, on Weber. And Weber, too. But. Chris Bosch yeah. might get in before him just because of the rings, but yeah. I think they'll both get in. I can't believe you felt that way about Sean Marion, though. Yeah, Sean Marion. Trash. Whoever put him on that list should be fired. <laughs> How you going to put Sean Marion on a Hall of Fame list talk? Like, that's horrible. <laughs> now, if he didn't get hurt and was still doing the dunks that he did, the way that his mid-range game and that three-point game became kind of prevalent yeah. and later in his career, I would say, yeah, he but, belongs in there. Yeah, that but ma- he got hurt. That Matrix thing lasted about three, four years. Three years, yeah. yeah. He had a good three, four-year run that he was the man. But Well, they were saying yeah. he was the future, the the modern-day Scottie Pippen, a lot of people yeah. were saying. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But anyway, we're going to leave you guys on this note. Um, before we go, got anything else you want to say, Sean? Um, nah, I don't even want to, I don't even want to rag on Russell Wilson today. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave you guys with a little, uh, uh, first half of the NBA season. These are just the sounds of the first half of the NBA season. So, um, little timeline from the opening day all the way up into the all-star break. So we're going to leave you with this clip. Um, this is sports fans only. This is your boy KJ and Sean Matt. We will see you guys on Thursday. You guys take care. UTEP two-step. <laughs>
Breaking news in this Sunday afternoon, Kobe Bryant died in Los Angeles in a helicopter crash. Dwayne Wade probably speaking for millions simply tweeting, no, God, please, no. We're all grieving. We're all hurt. We're all heartbroken. If you inspire one person, you, you've lived a positive, successful life. You've inspired millions. I wore the number 24 in high school because of Kobe Bryant. He was the reason I played sports. And that Mamba mentality wasn't something that was reserved for just basketball players or for just athletes. It was for any human being out there who had a dream. It was greatness, man. Can't explain greatness. So in the words of Kobe Bryant, Mamba out. But in the words of us, not forgotten. Shine bright like a diamond Shine bright like a diamond Find light in the beautiful sea I chose to be happy You and I, you and I We're like diamonds in the sky You're a shooting star I see A vision of ecstasy When you hold me, I'm alive
breaking.
I'm thinking about. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. This has been Keith Johnson with his co-host, Sean Mack, and this is Sports Fans Only.